Previously on Gresh and Fourier. He was the fifth overall pick of the 1992 draft, and he won a Super Bowl in New England in 2001. He also had a stint with the uh, Miami Dolphins. To Bucky Brooks. Who? To Bucky Brooks. You, wait, you got to Bucky Jones and Bucky yes. Brooks confused? Yes. To it's Bucky like Brooks? A, it's like a weird version of dyslexia. This is Gresh and Fourier. You know, Missoula saying, Jason, do not touch Jalen Brown right now. Trying to get him back and healthy. Another round they go. Checking the clock to two. So, oh, Jalen Brown got to get one up. Oh. And then locked him up. Tatum with 42. He had 25 in the quarter, but the memories will be those two matching up against one another. Andy Gresh. I think the All-Star game in general needs a little revamping because it used to be competitive. Yeah. It used to be competitive. And like you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. Great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. How do you fix it? I don't know if you can fix all's, it. All's fine. Games like this, real basketball is different. You know, this was like, I don't even, this was like a layup line. Christian Fourier. McAvoy sells to Delby. Pasternak. 40! 40 goals for David Pasternak! McAvoy. Pasternak. 41! 40, 40, 41. The Bruins. For the first time in three meetings, beat the Ottawa Senators 3-1. Gresh and Fourier right now. Antoine Smith, Antoine something, Randall Cobb. Uh, who is it? Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. On W-E-E-I. Here we go on a, I'm a set of Thursday. On a Tuesday, <laughs> it is the uh, first ever split squad edition of uh, Gresh and Fourier. Uh, Foyer at uh, home today. You know, it only takes one of the 17 kids under the <laughs> Foyer banner to be able to get sick and uh, and uh, force you to be home for a day. And, well, the uh, the Bruins returned home and got a win against Ottawa. But, Foyer, this will be known as the Jason Tatum All-Star Weekend. What, will it really? Is that what we're calling it? The Jason Tatum uh, uh, All-Star Weekend? It, it, it should well, be you got Jason a better? Tatum and Deuce Tatum. I don't know. You got I mean, a better, you got a better uh, way to describe what we saw this past weekend well, in I Salt Lake I mean, City. It all comes down to the the, the All Star game, like previous All Star games, like just like the NFL All Star game. They finally had enough of that All Star game. They decided just to change it. It's like whoever decides they want to be the MVP can easily be the MVP. Whoever wants to be like you know whatever, fill in the blank of the city. The, the Salt Lake City, you know, MVP, All-American, that person can be the MVP. It's really freaking easy. You just have to try a little bit harder than the other guys who aren't trying at all. So to me, it's like, yeah, great, he was MVP because he wanted to be. He's like, he was trying a little bit harder than the other ones. It wasn't like he was going, you know, full go. I mean, hell, if Jalen Brown played a little bit longer or if he tried a little bit harder, he could be the MVP. Well, that's what I was going to say. Jalen Brown had 35 points. I think he might have been trying for that as well, but Tatum sort of came over the top of him. It was, um, it reminded me of, I don't know, maybe, maybe three or four years ago when the NFL All-Star game was in Hawaii and then both sides got together and said, listen, we're not going to try, you're not going to try. And it was worse than a walkthrough. It was worse than anything I had ever seen. Finally, the NFL comes in and they decide they need to change it. So they tried to make it worth their while to fight and to play. That didn't work. They tried another scheme. That didn't work. They tried another set of rules. That didn't work. They finally scrapped it all together. 
and say we're going to play balloon toss, you know, uh, three, you know, you, all the stupid things that we saw, you know, a couple weeks ago. They just said, screw it, we're not going to do it. But that's football. Basketball is easy. Basketball is easy because you don't really don't feel like anyone's going to get hurt playing basketball. Well, when you don't try, they say that's when it's easier to get hurt. And I guess the All-Star game sort of disproves that in uh, some way, shape, or form because there really wasn't a ton of trying going on. Although, for a minute and 30 seconds at the end of the third quarter, there were two guys out there that were trying, at least for mere moments, and that was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. When at the end of the third quarter, Foyer, they gave us a little bit of fun matching up against each other. Here's what that uh, sounded like for those of you that didn't partake in watching the All-Star game. Oh, we got the matchup. Oh, here's your matchup. Here's your matchup. The two Celtics. <laughs> How many times have they played king of the court in Boston, right? And a little fadeaway. Boom. Is good for yes. Brown. Okay, here we go. back. You got to go right back. And they oh, yeah. went at each other for a minute and a half, and that was fun. Now, the the only problem, really, Foyer, for the NBA is that we're the only region that cared. We're the only region that cared that Tatum and Brown matched up against each other because in the minds, I think, of most, Jason Tatum is way up here. Jalen Brown is down here in terms of the mind of the average basketball fan. It would have been if these two really hated each other and there was some hardcore, you know, animosity, then it probably would have been a little bit more fun. The fact that Jalen Brown just, you know, does a fadeaway jumper, Tatum kind of lets him shoot it and he swishes it. It was kind of it was like it would have, you know, the sparks were not flying for that. I, I if like if they hated each other, I would be like, "Okay, let's really see if the other guy can make the other guy look silly. Well, there's and no there there are very rare the situations in the NBA where two guys that are all-star caliber players on the same team really hate each other with that much disdain that they would actually play one-on-one against each other within the All-Star game. Like Maybe Brown, that's what we're missing. Maybe no, that's but, what we're missing. Well, I mean, uh, we're going to get to uh, Kobe Bryant, Jason Tatum's muse a little bit later on, and some of the stuff that old Kobe had to say about the All-Star game back in the day. I think for Celtic fans, the end of that third quarter was like, okay, that was good. I know for me, I was ready to turn it off at that point. Uh, because they do the scoring system in the end where you got to get to the, you know, it's whatever the lead is plus X amount of points. And the first team that I think got to like 182 or whatever it was ended up winning the game. So I know that they, they do that in the tournament. I don't know how familiar you are with the basketball tournament um, created by a guy here in New England, by the way. But they use that scoring in the, uh, in the fourth quarter of those games or in the second half of those games as well. I forget how they make that work. But the bottom line is... Is, all right, fine. It was what it was. We're going to get to the dunk contest because, unfortunately, the NBA ruined the dunk contest, uh, and they did it to themselves. We're now throwing G-leaguers in there. I have a better idea for how we can uh, crowdsource this thing, Foyer. We'll get to that at uh, 1045. We are going to get the player and coach reaction to the All-Star game. Uh, it's pretty bad when your own people – 
are now coming out and crapping on that game. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. You can see uh, Fourier is in the east wing of his uh, palatial estate this morning on uh, Twitch. And uh, you can also listen to us anytime, anywhere on the Odyssey app. Take us wherever you go. And yesterday afternoon, it was the President's Day matinee over at the Garden where the Bruins beat the Ottawa Senators 3-1. I don't know why Jack Edwards has to pronounce the Ottawa so hard, but 3-1 was the final. David Pasternak scored two goals. Linus Olmark with 30 saves. Feels like the Bruins just keep on rolling. And the last two games, you had Saturday and then, of course, uh, last night against or yesterday afternoon against Ottawa Fourier where Jake DeBrus comes back, a goal in each game, and it feels like the lines are set the way they're supposed to be. And I know I said it on Friday. I'm going to reiterate it again. I never thought I would be thinking of Jake DeBrusque as the guy who would come back to set the lines for this Bruins lineup, but that's exactly what's happened. I don't know this, you know, uh, so in the last three games, uh, the Bruins have outscored their opponents 14-3. to That's a lot. That's that seems that's ridiculous. So I don't even know where you start. I don't know, and I and I, I know where the ending is. It's just one of those things where you just wait for the regular season to be over. They're so good in so many different ways. We had a short little little blimp, just a little blip, real quick, right? Like what is it before the All Star break? Yep. Right after the All Star break, we're like, oh, it's almost like people were excited that they were human. That they were struggling, that they couldn't just blow somebody out, that they they couldn't hold a lead, that they couldn't come back. It was amazing. This is who the team is. This is who the team is. And Ottawa had has had a really good uh, you know record against them over the year, so they were fighting to the end. It's like what McAvoy was doing. He was unreal. Pasternak's last two goals were unreal. Like literally the last one he scored, where he was just kind of soft touched it just kind of like just threw it like underhand he made it, it kinda... look easy like he made it look so it easy it shouldn't be that easy I, right, right i can't fathom even coming close to being able to score a goal like that and make it look that simple but even the second even the first one was the amount of time like most guys would rush that shot most guys would say here's my opportunity let me go ahead and five hold this sucker real quick and, and let's celebrate but he just paused and he waited, and he's so accurate with his shot, and he's so poised. Again, it looked easy. And then they made the second one even like, well, maybe he was lucky. So I don't know where you go with this team. You know, trade deadline is next week. Bingo. You know, and that's I'm sure what that's, it is. that's it's, what we're going to be talking about. It's can they add more depth? We know they've got great forward depth. Can they add another blue liner? Or is it we're going to exchange somebody off the roster for an upgrade for someone to come on the roster? I don't know. I mean, if you're Don Sweeney, I think it's more depth pieces than it is trying to be able to uh, shake it up. Linus Olmark with the 30 saves, and it was the thousandth game for David Krejci, who talked about it afterwards. I was on the bench for a few of the guys' thousand game, and so I knew what to expect a little bit, but... Um... Um, it was it was more than more than I expected. It was uh, it was a pretty special moment, and and you know having the family there with me, uh, yeah, it, it was like I said more than I expected. Um, it started before before the game in the room with the with the, with the boys. So um, yeah, just a special moment, and uh, very very thankful that I'm part of this team. Yeah, and uh, he should be, and everybody loves this guy. You know, it was uh, I heard it on the Greg Hill Show this morning where A.J. Greer, I think it was Greg's lead, in fact, of A.J. Greer talking about 
how this team is galvanized. They're together. They're a group. It's the best room he's been a part of. And that has been the story as of late is how great the room is for both the Bruins and the Celtics. It is a split squad edition of Gresham Foyer today. Uh, Foyer is still staring at himself at home, though, for those of you who want to uh, just stare <laughs> at him on Twitch. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game I've ever played. How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. I mean, I give Joel and B, Kyrie Irving, those guys were like competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in, but. Um, no one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but that that is a tough team to sit through. I'm not going to lie. That is Michael Malone, the coach of, let's just call it what it is, the West team, right? He's the coach of the West. He's the coach of the Denver Nuggets. And, oh, boy, that is a uh, pretty healthy indictment of the All-Star game there, Foyer. Yeah. 10-24, Gresham Foyer here with you. Split Squad Edition. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And while Coach Malone is no post Malone, he was no, no defense in the post Malone after evaluating this game. What does that say for you that you have a coach that is so willing to come out afterwards and just be like, yeah, hey, listen, the fans might have liked it, but that sucked. I don't know. That, did, the, did, did the fans like it? Well, did they? I mean, I guess, they, I guess they're just there to watch the stars kind of run around. You might as well have a pickleball tournament. You might as well have you might as well play horse. If you, if you just want to be in the same arena as some of the stars of the NBA, then it doesn't even matter. What they're doing, because that's what the NFL thinks. The NFL thinks it doesn't matter what they're doing. You're here to see the stars. I think basketball is different. I think that you can actually have a competitive game with people not worrying about getting hurt. You know, they, you, there's limits. They do it during the summer. They do pick up games during the summer. Guys go all over the place and play with guys for like a week who honor their team to get good runs in, right? So, and nobody's worrying about getting hurt. They're trying. The fact is, I, I, I don't know. You tell me, Gresh. There, there is an embarrassment factor to this that I don't think guys are willing to accept or deal with. And so since they don't want to be embarrassed, so they, they just don't try. So then, so then they can say, listen, I wasn't even trying. So he dunked on you. I wasn't even trying. You saw me from the beginning to end. I was never really even trying to stop him. I was giving him a free pass. So since they don't want to be embarrassed, they don't try. It's like a protective shield against their their reputation that's the way kind of i feel about it well if you look at what the nba did in terms of the draft which was right before the game they like inverted it so that all the reserves got drafted and and allegedly no one would be butthurt over it and then they went to the starters and the last two were Jokic and uh, laurie markinen and Jokic gets up as lebron is drafting so it's it's Jokic and Markkanen up there, and when it's LeBron's turn to pick before Giannis, who had the last pick, Jokic gets up and starts walking down the steps, basically like saying to LeBron, dude, you're drafting me. And he went over and he took his uncomfortable picture with some kid, and then he walked off and that was it. So the embarrassment part of it is an interesting way of phrasing it, Fourier, because I think they're trying to take that out of the whole, oh, we're picking sides, we don't want anybody to feel bad. 
But I think the embarrassment is now where the players, to me, are now looking around and going, oh, man, this has now gotten out of control. After the game, Jalen Brown, who, by the way, 35 points, 14 rebounds, hell of an all-star game. Some would say maybe, for those who weren't paying attention nationally, a bit of a coming-out party for Jalen Brown. Even he crapped all over this game. The mask didn't seem to bother you at all. It, it, it looked like it was fine. I mean, it took a little bit to get adjusted. You know, at times I got a little bit more comfortable towards the second half, but you know, all was, all was fun. Games like this, real basketball is different. You know, this was like I don't even. This was like a layup line. Like, I don't know how much how much notoriety or, or you would want to get from this. It was just a glorified layup line, but. We got to figure out how to make maybe the game a little bit more competitive. But if the fans like it, that's all that matters. So even he at the end for you, it was like, well, if the fans like it, that's all that matters. But if the fans start hearing the players questioning themselves on the lack of effort, the fans are going to be like, hey, you know what, buddy? You're right. You should try harder. You know, it's so, so I used to play in these uh, like charity basketball games when I was a player. And then every now and then, like, we would, honest God, just roll the ball out there and just guys were dunking. The Fred no Swirless smash special? Yeah, yeah. No resistance Fred whatsoever, can't, right? Can't, uh, it's amazing. Come play basketball with a man who can't yeah. bend his arms. Yeah, but <laughs> seriously, this is a true Love story. Fred. So every now and then, you rolled up to a city, to a town, where they had former D1 athletes, a YMCA coach, guys that were young it could ball. And they... We're not going to lose. So as players, like we're like, wait a second. These guys are trying. And, of course, our competitive nature jumped in. So we started trying. I like we this. started pushing. We started dunking. We started playing defense. We started calling guys out, diving for the ball. And this is March. And the, the, the tempo of the game dictated how hard we were going to play. So it was real easy for us to kind of shift gears and be like, guys, these guys are actually trying. We're going to have to try also. So that's all I think it takes just, you know, four guys to be like, screw it. We're going to try and get to 300. Stop mm -hmm. us. Right. And then the other team was like, well, crap. Well, they've dictated the tempo. We either let ourselves get embarrassed or we fight back a little bit. And just a little bit doesn't have to be a lot. Like the whole thing, they don't need gimmicks. They don't need charity. They don't need a weird scoring system. You know, they, they're trying so hard to make it more. Uh, competitive by forcing the players to like you know almost trick them. No, they just have to start being more competitive. That's it. Just takes four guys, and it takes guys like LeBron to start manning up, Bingo. Tatum to start like, hey, I'm gonna dunk on you every single chance I get. If you don't want to try, you're bad. I'm gonna score sixty. The top guys have to be the ones to lead the way, and that's where losing LeBron at the end of the first half who legitimately, like, jacked up his hand in the rim. It was weird where, like, the rim hit him in between. I think it was it was in, like, the web of, like, the, the, the pinky finger and his ring finger when he jumped up to block a shot. So he was out of there after the first half. Giannis only went out there to do the, hey, I'm injured. To wave. They, they give me a layup, yeah. right? And then it was, oh, he waved, and then that was it. And then he was he was gone, and he was just coaching the game, essentially. So, you know, the two guys that the teams are named after are not playing in this game. And, Foya, I think you're right. And that ties into Jason Tatum and Kobe Bryant. Don't forget to ask your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEI because you're going to want to hear this because – 
I, I one of the things, and I'm getting less and less frustrated with Jason Tatum as the years go on because I'm kind of figuring him out a little bit based on what he says. And I do understand that there is the element foyer of the NBA player that you hope thinks individually, but also is aware of the team concept. Like for Jason Tatum to become the great player that he wants to become, he has realized he needs championships along the way, not just the MVP, all-star game, MVP, all the superlatives, right? And we hear from Jason Tatum that Kobe Bryant is the end-all, be-all. This was in the post-game press conference after the all-star game of Jason Tatum talking about why the All-Star Game MVP trophy, named the Kobe Bryant trophy, means so much to him. It's extremely special for me. I was, uh, my first All-Star Game was in Chicago um, in 2020 when they renamed the MVP after him. And uh, I remember telling myself that, that day that, you know, I got to get one of those before I get done. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to wear my signature shoe today and, and break the record and, uh, you know, take home this award of somebody that, you know, I idolized, uh, you know, it's a hell of a day. All right, I'm not going to bust balls on even mentioning the shoes in there for you because that's a big deal. Not a lot of people walking earth have their own shoe. Yeah. However, if Kobe Bryant is essentially the Jesus H of uh, Jason Tatum when it comes to basketball, then how come the words of Kobe, as uh, some wackadoo in L.A. used to call him all the time, but how come the words of Kobe Bryant don't resonate with Jason Tatum when it comes to the All-Star Game? This was Kobe Bryant talking about the All-Star Game festivities years ago, long before he uh, met his untimely demise. This is Kobe talking about the All-Star game. I think the All-Star game in general needs a little revamping because it used to be competitive. Yeah. It used to be competitive. And, like, you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. They don't yeah. want to see you running up and down and dunking and doing all this crazy. Like, they want to see the what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet and they play and they go head up against each other. Man. Yeah. I mean, you guys play harder at a pickup game in UCLA. For real. And ain't billions of people watching. For real. Definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Definitely do. They uh, got turn the All-Star game needs a little needs a little changing. Um, I always love competing in them. Um, I didn't lose many of them. Nah, me you and CP one, used to nah, talk you all the time. Like, ones. You took it serious. Yeah, we, yeah. we went it. Like, I don't think me and Fourier, if that guy were still around saying this, the majority of these guys would be playing ridiculously hard in this all-star game because it's the way Kobe would have wanted it. And for me, I hope Jason Tatum hears this. I hope he hears that quote. And I hope other players hear it as well because so many of these guys idolize Kobe Bryant, even LeBron to an extent, but not as much, that hopefully they hear that and realize this game is becoming embarrassing. Like at least put in a good effort in the fourth quarter. See, I, I, I disagree. I don't think if Kobe Bryant was alive, it wouldn't matter what he said. He's not playing. So the current players don't care. The current mm. players like look at it as like a risk factor, like a high risk factor. And I mentioned earlier about, hey, they play harder in the summer on a pickup game at UCLA where a lot of guys kind of convert. Right, and Kobe they, was on that. But they go all over the place. They, they, they have pickup games all over the place. So suddenly they work their ass off. 
in a pickup game where they can get hurt also. But in an all-star game, when it actually matters, they don't try. So I just I feel like it's the same way with the NFL. Like past players would ridicule the current players, and the current players don't care. They could care less what older players say. Like, we get it. You're embarrassed. You're not us anymore. But doesn't it matter who the message comes from? Because I hear what you're saying in the NFL. Because if Joe Montana came out and said, boy, the Pro Bowl used to be pretty competitive, most people would be like, yeah, because while you respect Joe Montana, he's been passed on the on the chart of great quarterbacks, let's say. But with Kobe Bryant, it's different because – to me, there's there's hero worship. Like, let's be real. If you ask Jason Tatum, who is your basketball lord and savior, he would tell us Kobe Bryant. I, so I that's, know. It, but that's, just, see, for you, that's why I wonder. I don't think it's up to the older players to fix this game. To me, it is up to the Jason Tatum group of the world. It's up to Giannis and Tatum and Brown and Jokic and guys like that. Even Jokic after the game was like, I'm not made for this game. And someone was like, why? And he was like, ah, it's just not made for me. Like, it's just too much. No defense going on. You're not running an offensive set. He's a big with great passing ability. When one of the most talented players in the world who also comes from another country that can mm-hmm. help sell the all-star game in another country, when he's standing there saying, my skills are wasted, I don't know why I'm here. That that group needs to be the one to lead the way because if LeBron is out there, you mean to tell me other guys are going hard? And like you mentioned with the competitiveness against hometown Harry at the Hockamock YMCA, don't you think if Jason Tatum started going hard against uh, LeBron, then maybe LeBron might, you know, try a little bit harder? I do. I think if he had the scout team All-American and mentality – where you just went crazy and you said, well, okay, well, you're going to let us beat you by 100? We'll beat you by 100, and you'll look like the fool. Even going back to the Jokic part of this, this shows you how stupid this is. So LeBron James has the first pick in this draft, this, this all-star draft. And the two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP, the guy that's probably going to win it for a third time, is skipped over because – LeBron James picks Joel Embiid. Yep. So then Joel Embiid says, well, at least I know. Like, so he's almost like he's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's reaffirmed for him. It's validated that he's better than all these guys. Look, the players think I'm better than you guys are actually giving me credit for because they're picking me first. And Jokic is easily the best player, yet they, they let him go second to last. It's amazing. You know, just let the it's just so stupid. That part is like, hey, I like you, you like me. Hey, I'm gonna say, hey, and then LeBron James bring you know Cole, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie second. Oh God, throw me the nuts, wizard. It's just throw me nuts. To me, the fact that the NBA, I think the bigger problem here, Gresh, if you really break it down, ooh, I is like that it. The NBA has allowed LeBron James to hijack everything related to the NBA. Everything related to the NBA, the way they think, what they do, how they act, how they respond, what's important, what's not important. I mean, everything is revolved around this dude. They've let him hijack and take captive the entire NBA from beginning to end. Do you think, that is my issue with it. Do you think it's that, or does it go back to the hero worship that we talked about earlier that, you know, there was – 
There was all, like, uh, remember when Theo Epstein came to town? It was like, oh, he's a part of Gammon's youth, right? They grew up reading Peter Gammon's in the Globe and all that kind of stuff. But I wonder how many of those dudes that are on those all-star rosters grew up, like, even Jokic is of the age where, you know, during the formative years, he grew up watching LeBron. So how much of it is LeBron took over and the NBA is complicit in their demise, or is this just the natural hero worship that we've seen from players that aren't as good as Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, that in totality has led to this mentality when it comes to the All-Star game? You know, LeBron James decided long ago that the, the dunk contest was not important. He never entered it. Mm -hmm. He never entered it. So he set the he set the the standard right then and there, and then as he became better and greater, and now is the all time all time points leader, he's made sure everybody knows that it's not important, it's not a big deal. So stop trying. If you want the award, hey, listen, whoever wants the award can get the award. So Joel Embiid, even though he's technically like a European player, like but he was you know born in uh, I forget where he was born, but. But brace in the AAU culture, mm -hmm. Jokic was not, Luka was not, uh, Giannis was not. So you would think that they would be more resistant to it, yet they're complicit also. Yet Giannis is complicit also. So I, I, the, the only way I think about this is either they completely say uncle with the All-Star game, mm -hmm. and then next year, Gresh, just like the NFL, those guys will be playing horse. They will be playing knockout. They will be playing all the games that our kids Man. play. They will be playing those games because I don't see what the – why play the game? It's a, it, You're just wasting your time. And then the intro was so long, they give the guys eight minutes to warm up. They're like, hey, I'm not pulling a hamstring. I'm not going to, like, stub my toe. None of them want to do it. They, they just don't want to do it. Post Alone is out there singing for, like, you know, 15 minutes. They go to Shaq. They go to Kenny. They go to this guy. They go to that guy. They have a 10-minute freaking national anthem. I, it's just the whole thing needs to be either reimagined and just screw it. It's never going to go back the way it was. Or there needs to be, like, four or five stars that say, you know what? We're going to put 300 on you. Uh, the uh, I don't know if you saw the draft that took place. Because the kids had it on, and we were watching the draft and yeah, all no, that. Yeah, I watched the draft. TNT had whomever their audio guy was had a bad, bad day, bad night, sad day, bad day for that audio guy because they left the mics of Shaq and Kenny and oh, Charles God. Barkley up underneath <laughs> as they're trying to do it, and it took uh, them probably four minutes to fix it. They had no idea that those guys were muttering under their breath stuff that was going out over the air. It's a sad day. It's a bad day. It was. It was. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, just like on the uh, Daytona 500 coverage as well, their, uh, their replay machine, like nobody did an equipment test before they got there, Fourier. Their replay machine kept freezing up. Among, among the very few things that uh, people on the outside would realize that wasn't the replay person's fault. They kept banging away on the equipment that wasn't working. It's like you with headphones, for crying out loud. <laughs> Trying to My get headphones that. are good. I'm ready. Oh you yeah, gave me a new, you gave me a fresh set because you got the and you got the little uh, gimmick Sennheiser thing working at uh, home as well. Well, we got to get to the dunk contest because for as much as we have kvetched and moaned, and even coaches and players kvetched and moaned about the All Star Game, we have now officially hit a new low in what is becoming the gimmick dunk contest. We'll explain it all next. 
Stay right there. This is where you steal the show. Nobody knows your name. Make them remember your name. And don't miss a dunk. All right, good luck, brother. All right, big fan of yours. So that was Shaq. Tell him some yeah, kid. Big yeah, fan. yeah, big Never fan. Never before in my life. Oh, yeah. Never seen you play. Well, he played a game <laughs> of the Lakers last year, did Mac McClung for you. So who in the world knows if Shaq was paying attention then? 1048 Gresham for you here with you on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. We're going to uh, go into imagination land when it comes to Mac Jones coming up here at the top of the hour. But uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know that especially those in the uh, Twitch chat, Fourier, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Uh, I mentioned that uh, that the uh, dunk contest hit a new low. MCPU 4040, new low. It was great. And I kind of jumped in on him a little bit saying, oh, yeah, it's awesome when you have to give uh, a honky from the G League a 10-day contract to bring him in to be the exotic fruit yeah. of the dunk contest <laughs> because if we're just going to be real about this for a moment, why are people going nuts? And people on ESPN were even saying it, and good Lord, you can't say anything there without retribution. There were even a couple of people on ESPN who dare mention, well, white men can jump. Well, <laughs> good Lord, are we allowed uh... to say that? But let's be real. That was a part of this. And you had, here's what bugged the hell out of me about the dunk contest for you. Even more than Mac Miller or Hung McClung or whatever in the world it was that came to come in to win this thing to try to save it, right? The guys we want to see dunk are all standing on the sidelines. with Playing their, close. With their, yeah. with, with not even. They could in, be, they're just in close. They they're going out been, partying afterwards. No, they could have been buck naked. You know what got me? They were like fans. What are they doing standing there with their phone? Oh, let me video this guy dunking. You're one of the best NBA players. You're at the All-Star game. And you're standing there like some homyonkle fan videoing the cute little gimmick. Yeah. That they brought in Bring for the, the dunk gimp. contest. Nobody knows your name. Make- what are Listen, we? Shaq like- is such a clown. No, Jack is- doesn't know half the players in the NBA. He's Unbelievable. Like, he's like team six foot two white guy. Like stop it. You're right. You're 100 percent right. Can you imagine poor Dr. J? Poor Dr. J handing over the the dunk champion trophy to a six foot two white guy who was basically um, promoted. Just because they needed an attraction. They did. They needed something. Hey, why should I watch this? Well, hey, let's go into stereotype mode and let's bring a six foot two white dude. Let's play white man can't jump in the back and let's get Billy Ho out there to dunk because nobody believes he can do it. There were three references during the dunk contest about the movie White Men Can't Jump. Now, again, I don't want to make it all about that per se. Well, let's be real. A part of the reason that people were in on it was because there was the gimmick element to the dunk contest. And I think what bothered me more, forget whether Mac McClung is white, black, whatever. 
It's the fact that you have to dip into the G League to be able to get a guy to participate in the dunk contest. Like, even the dudes who are the 10th guy on good teams, they don't want to be in this thing. Like, that's the part that really gets me is that even the J-Brones that are buried on NBA (laughs) rosters who can jump out of the gym, even they don't want to do it to where we got to – honest to God, Fourier, here's what they should just do next year. Just crowdsource it. Seriously. Just just go. I don't even know where the All-Star game is next year. But you know what you do? You go down to the playground – you get a couple of dudes who you know can throw it down, who would love the opportunity to be in the dunk contest. And I don't know what Mac McClung won, 100 grand, 150 grand, whatever in the world it was, right? That kind of money would make a difference to somebody who's just coming in to do it off the street because the NBA has already proven that's what they did by bringing in Mac McClung into this dunk contest. It just, I just don't know. I, I think, and if you just say, hey, the only people who can enter all these contests have to be people who are actually selected as all-stars. I, it just, it's, just so, it's almost so comical to me because, like, wh- what is the problem? What is the fear? If I was a professional football, if I was still playing and somebody said, okay, uh, you're going to have a couple drills. Like, I'm the best at the world at what I do. I'm in the NFL. Like, why am, am I nervous about performing in front of, of my other peers? Don't they do it. it at the combine. They do it at, at, at the draft. They do it during workouts. These guys, all they do is compete against each other. Is it that the expectations are too high? Do they think, like, when they look at, like, dunks of the past, like, the like you can't bring in any props. I really like it if they would just, hey, just dunk. You don't need to put somebody on your shoulders to show me your limping ability. Just dunk the ball. Like, we will look at your style, look at the way you attack the basket. We'll look at, like, how you, like, throw it down. It's become too gimmicky in terms it's of the It's so dunks. gimmicky. Yeah. Like, once, like, uh, Blake Griffin brought the car out, and then, you know. But it was just, sponsored by Kia, so they used the true. sponsor car. It's, so it's just, so you know, he you wins because he can jump over. There. How many people do you think in the NBA can literally jump over the stupid Kia? Well, there's you like know Almost what? half of them can jump over the car. And I'll tell you what, there's a, a texter uh, who's a 37937 who says, Mac was as viral for dunking as Zion Yadingus. So, okay, so so there we go. So, 413 person, so that justified everything that there were social media clicks. Guess what? I can drop trow on, on Twitter and get a bunch of clicks, too. Does that make it worth it? So we're going to ruin the dunk contest by bringing up this guy who is a gimmick because ball is life on Twitter, promotes his stuff, or because a bunch of people saw it for, what, 35 or 40 minutes on Twitter and Insta, and it trended, and it was cool for about a half a day. But you know what would be cooler for the NBA? If a name won it. If somebody we knew wanted, you need, you need if somebody two guys, that, yeah, because two got, guys that you know, because you know what, you know when Mac McClung is going to be in a, another NBA game, like at the end of the year. How about somebody that you can actually watch and go see and do some fun dunks during the game? Like that's the essence of what it used to so, be, and and they just gimmicked it up for short term gain so that somebody could be like, oh boy, there were a bunch of Twitter likes on there. It must have been awesome. Why do why do they why does it like the three point contest is something they will all do, but dunking is not. I don't understand it. 
If you yeah, so, took if you took two of the names out of the three point shootout and put them in the dunk contest, you don't have to put this. You don't have to put a gimmick in there. Well, because I, I know, like all we saw in the All Star game was nothing but dunks, dunks left and right. So you know what? I I would even say like you you know they uh, have you ever seen trampoline basketball? Oh yeah. Okay, I'd rather have that slam ball have or something. Slam right? ball, whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. Yeah, it's it, it it is like it is like murder ball. I don't know how these guys. Don't blow their knees out, but they're literally taking each other out, like left and right. That to me was more entertaining. I really have a have a series of that and let guys watch and let them gamble on it and pick a side, yeah. whatever. But I'm telling you, next year at this time, it's either going to go one or two. It's going to go one one or two ways. Hardcore shame police coming out to force these guys to play, or or we're just going to play horse. I think that's it. This maybe this, it smells a lot like the NFL. All-Star game of the Pro Bowl, how they finally just had enough of it and said, we can't convince these guys to give a crap about this game. Let's just get rid of it. And uh, would Billy want like a little egg on the spoon, the spoon racing with the egg? Is that, oh, yeah. yeah it could be yep, an event. Might yeah, as well. you break it. It's a, you know, you break it, it like just falls all over the court and somebody has to clean it up. Something to that effect. It, it, this, ain't, go, it, ain't, going, it ain't getting any better. Uh, unfortunately, I think you are right. We're heading towards the uh, top of the hour here on this Tuesday Albert Breer laid out a scenario and maybe reasons why the Patriots would move on from Mac Jones. Now, Fourier and I don't think this is happening. However, we will get into imagination land and actually entertain this thought next.